Welcome to Simply Cyber. Everybody, what's up? Good morning. Today is Monday, December 5th, 2022. Welcome to episode 254 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Dozier, and over the next 45 minutes, I'll be delivering the top cybersecurity news stories of the day and providing my expert analysis opinion on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner. So what can you do today to operationalize this? Or if you're looking to break in the industry, we got you covered. You're going to be asked, how do you stay current? This is an awesome answer. Not only is it an awesome answer, but it gives you exposure to terminologies, current concepts. Uh, Also, the networking is pretty dope. (coughs) Excuse me. But before we get into the goodness that is the cybersecurity news, I want to shower some love to the stream sponsors. Thank you so much. Starting with our good friends, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at barricadecyber.com. You can see on the stream if you're watching, this is their website. This is Eric Taylor, the CEO's calendar. Very, very accessible organization. You just click on it, pick a time, boom, you got a meeting with him. And again, I say it almost every stream, guys. This is like having a fire department. Like if your business catches fire, that's not the time to like open the yellow pages and look at different fire departments. You want to be able to pick up the phone and get help now. That's what Barricade Cyber is doing. Also want to say what's up and thank you to our other stream sponsor, Recon InfoSec. They got a new read here. Let me get it. If you're in need of a service that provides your organization with 24-7 managed detection and response MDR services, you need Recon InfoSec, okay? Their transparent offering includes the people, process, and technology needed to deliver full-spectrum SecOps to organizations of any size. Hold on one second. <laughs> Hold on one second. We'll fix it in a second. They provide direct access to Recon's team of experienced SOC analysts, engineers, and architects, and a fully managed SIM and SOAR. Artemis, their phenomenal platform, gives you full visibility into your environment and even gives you insight into investigations being worked by the Recon SOC team. Unlike many of the commodity MDR providers that offer big promises, little value, Recon MDR takes a security-first approach that provides real answers and effective defense. Check them out at Recon InfoSec. Or um, 
well, reconinfosec.com, but there's links in the show description below. Now, I want to remind you, I see some people talking about LinkedIn. I'll get to that in just a second. But I want to remind you, if you hold professional certs like SISP, CISA, SISM, each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is worth half a CPE. So they stack up two and a half a week, 10 a month. Be sure to say what's up in chat, which is essentially documenting literally the easiest and I would argue the most enjoyable way to earn CPEs. By saying you're here, you're here. You're consuming this knowledge. It's CPE um, viable. So trust me, CPEs suck if you, if you get to the, or the I'm trying, not trying to say suck, 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 suck. CPEs are brutal if you're getting to the end of your certification window and you need them. So just do it this way. It's awesome. If you're live, love it. Thanks for being here. I see 87 of you right now in chat. I think I screwed something up on the streams, but we're going to get to it in a second. If you're on replay, hashtag team replay in chat. Thanks for catching the stream. Looks like maybe some of you on LinkedIn who normally catch the live are going to be catching replay because something's wrong. Uh, I just want to say, if you want to jump straight to the news, get just push the button like 30 second fast forward because you're watching on replay. But if you're here live with us, I want to spend a few minutes just saying what's up. Good morning to everybody and kind of do some troubleshooting. Um, right before I went live, uh, Restream, the platform I use, said, hey, you're... Uh, you need to um, you need to reconnect your credentials to LinkedIn. I'm seeing that it says sending data to LinkedIn, so I don't know if people on LinkedIn are not getting this. Can I get confirmation whether or not people on LinkedIn are having trouble with this, please? What's up, Eric Taylor? Hey, Adam V. Oh, good. I'm glad you guys liked Office Hours. We'll talk about that at the back end of the show. Remember, it is Callan's Day of Art or Art of the Week. Uh, we've got an interesting one, very on-brand. Uh, yeah, if you're on LinkedIn, jump over on YouTube. I don't know. I guess, yeah, Adam V, let me know. I can toggle streaming to LinkedIn, not streaming to LinkedIn. LinkedIn's kind of brutal with this uh, live stuff. Guys, I want to remind you uh, before we get into the news that we got a couple great things going on this week. A lot of great things, actually. I will be publishing my next video in the Roll to Pivot to Cyber series. Stay-at-home parent is this week, guys. I might even have a, a, a second video this week. We've got some great recordings done. Brady McNulty, I've got you on tap. i got to reach out to you. No stream on LinkedIn. Thank you very much. I'm going to go ahead and toggle LinkedIn. Let's see what happens when you do this. Doink. 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 <laughs> Doink. All right. I don't know what to tell you, LinkedIn. I'm sorry. An error occurred. All right, I don't know what to say, y'all. I don't know what to say, y'all. Hey, I get—I mean, the, the, the problem is on LinkedIn, I can't... LinkedIn isn't like Twitter. I can't immediately... Mods, I guess, can, can mods or, or community... Can you guys go over to like Twitter or LinkedIn and just mention if you're on LinkedIn to come over here? It's The thing is, when you post a LinkedIn, it doesn't immediately show up in people's streams, unfortunately. But um, let's get into the... Yeah, can someone please turn LinkedIn off and on again, and then we'll be good to go. All right, let's get uh, into the news. We got a lot to cover this week, and uh, not a lot of time for jawjacking. All right, so let's get into the news, okay, y'all? Here we go. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Monday, December 5th, 2022. Open source software host FossHost shutting down, CEO unreachable. 
FOSS host Project Volunteers announced this development this past weekend following months of difficulties in reaching the leadership, including the CEO. Users are being urged to immediately back up their data and migrate to alternative hosting platforms. As a UK-based non-profit, FOSSHOST has been providing services to several high-profile open-source projects like GNOME, Armbian, Debian, and Free Software Foundation Europe, completely free of charge. But as of this week, various FOSSHOST.org links are returning 404 error messages as the service closes. Homeland. Jesus, this 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 FOSSHOST, I haven't heard of them before, but this... I know it's not a crypto project, but this is like all the <laughs> all the hallmarks of a rug pull. Jesus, if you want to know what a rug pull looks like, this is exactly what it looks like. Um, so, guys, free open source software—it is a tough. It's a tough game, you know. Sometimes you get picked up like someone like Greylog, uh, who was uh, the lead developer, was interviewed on. Uh, Thursday defensive last week with Recon Infosec. Sometimes it gets picked up in VC money, and sometimes, um, you know, I don't know how they fund these things, honestly, right? So, like, you if you're hosting uh, infrastructure, guys, it's not free, right? You like if you, say you host your entire infrastructure in AWS, like you have to pay for server time, right? You have to pay for cycles and compute and storage and all this other stuff. So. While free open source does feel like free love and hippie, you know, central and like, let's all be kumbaya. It's still at the end of the day, there is expenses and costs associated with like, so I'm not, I'm not downplaying the val the, the value and the righteousness of this, but uh, I find it odd that the CEO just became unreachable. Now, to me, it, it becomes a little concerning. Like, is this CEO okay? Like, is there an issue? Did they run off with some money? Um, you know, I, I'd be curious to see where this goes. Like, um, it just, it, it, it's, it's weird. Like, why would the CEO disappear? Like, if anything, they'd want to be the, <clears throat> be in front of it. Cause obviously they put in a lot of themselves into the business, into the project, <clears throat> you would think. So, um, the fact that it's like slowly, it almost feels like the Goonies pirate ship at the end of the movie where it's just like, it's. It's going, it's, it's in the water, it's going, but there's no one like on board, there's no one driving it. So if things start failing, like the projects that are no longer reachable, uh, no surprise. For me, if you're like, obviously the immediate um, action, if you are hosting anything in, in um, FOSS host, you need to get it off immediately, obviously, but hopefully you would know about it before this news story dropped on Simply Cyrus Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, right? But that being said, go back your stuff up. <clears throat> this might be an, an uh, a perfect opportunity to just remind people, whether it's Fostoast or whether it's GitHub or whether it's Dropbox or whatever, guys, if you are hosting your software, your applications, your projects, your sensitive data, I don't care if it's a project, if it's an app, if it's just data, Make sure you're <clears throat> you're backing it up, guys, right? Things like this can happen, right? Businesses shut down overnight. It's not unheard of, okay? So th this is a good opportunity to just remind people to back up your stuff, right? Like it seems like, oh, obviously, Jerry, I back up my stuff. But yeah, do you? Do you have like, so, you know, okay, so now, sorry. Okay, this was like open source Fossos, and now I'm losing my mind about backups. Listen to this. Do you know how many times I have seen 
businesses that I've been part of where I was auditing where it's like, oh, like we do backups, like get off my back, nerd auditor. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like, no, no big deal. Then like, show me the backups. Like if it's, if it's so obvious, show me the backups and they show. And like the, the tapes have been like, this was like tapes, right? Tapes are broken. So they're not even actually writing to anything. Uh, I've seen it where the permissions weren't right. So it wasn't actually writing to the file because it had permission issues. I've seen it where they were unable to pull the backups back. Guys, just turning backups on isn't like you flip a switch and then go like catch a Netflix and chill. Like you need to validate that it's working. You need to validate that you can restore. You need to validate that the top, well, not validate, but you have to confirm how long it takes to restore. Dude, I've seen in infrastructures take 13, 14, 15 hours to restore, which is not what anybody expected. They're like, oh, we'll just do it on Saturday morning. No big deal catch some football no like they were there all day so backup business continuity it is a real thing and you should do it like at least annually if not quarterly in some capacity and and the final thing i'll say is like when you're doing tabletop exercises you'll get some pushback with like oh like we would like okay so tabletop exercise like oh hey like you just got hit with ransomware on the file server what do you do and like kevin's like uh, we just restore from backups next. Like this, this, this tabletop exercise is lame. It's like, dude, okay. Smarty pants. Like you restore from backup. What does that look like? How do you restore from backup? Oh, by the way, Kevin, you're out today. So tell me how junior analyst, um, Clarice restores from Clarice, Kevin, you're not allowed to speak Clarice. How do you restore the backups? And Clarice is like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know where the backups are. It's like, yes, that's what I'm saying. This is a brittle process that you have here. My friend. This is why we do tabletop exercises. Sorry, I don't know why. I've got a lot of pent up rage right now. Woo! Security Cyber Safety Review Board to review lapsus attacks. The Department of Homeland Security Cyber Safety Review Board has announced that it will review cyber attacks linked to the extortion gang Lapsus, a global extortion-focused hacker group that has reportedly employed techniques to bypass a range of commonly used security controls and has successfully infiltrated a number of companies across industries and geographic areas. The review aims at developing a set of actionable recommendations for how organizations can improve their resilience to these types of attacks. The final report will be transmitted to President Biden through Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro N. Mayorkas and CISA Director Jen Easterly. Rackspace. <clears throat> Jen Easterly, the, the same uh, CISA director who I've, I, <laughs> I've made it a point to like uh, pepper with requests for interview. <clears throat> she hasn't responded yet. Um, okay, so DHS is looking at uh, Lapsus Group to see if there can be any lessons learned. Guys, remember, Lapsus Group is the one that had, like, it was like a perfect storm. It's a bunch of 17-year-olds. Uh, one guy got arrested in the UK twice, actually. And uh, I thought, and I still think, that the brains of the operation was operating out of Brazil. At least some uh, material element of the Lapsus gang. They were able to break in and ransom, like, several major companies, NVIDIA, Samsung, um, I want to say, did they get a government? I feel like maybe they got Costa Rica. Did they get Costa Rica or was that Hive? Um, Microsoft, Okta. Oh, yeah, Okta. Ubisoft. Ubisoft got hit. Not that that's really a big deal. <laughs> but <clears throat> anyways, here's the deal. DHS is going to look at it because how did these teenagers like go like uh, roughshod on some of these major, major Fortune 50 companies and see if there's any lessons learned? A couple of things, guys. 
One, I would be curious. I There's an entire ecosystem. And Eric Taylor, please comment on this in chat. Eric Taylor from Barricade Cyber has a lot of experience and uh, work done in this space. But <clears throat> Lapsus was good. But I also think that there's an entire market called, uh, in what is it, uh, insider access brokers or in, ins, internal access brokers. Basically, people break in and get access and then they stop and then they pull it up and then they sell like, hey, I've got access to Microsoft. Hey, I've got access to Vodafone. Hey, I've got access to NVIDIA, right? So as a 17-year-old, you don't need to be like lead Haxor and break in um, or it's, you can just buy the internal access, right? <clears throat> And sometimes people like, I don't know if Lapsus did this, but they'll even say like, hey, if you give us internal access, if you just establish a remote desktop connection or a team viewer connection, like literally Carl, you don't have to know anything, Carl. All you have to do is download this file, double click. I will jump into your machine. You go get a cup of coffee. And when you come back, resume work like no big deal. And that's how they're breaking in. And a lot of businesses, unfortunately, it's still the way is like, they're like M&Ms. They got a nice hard candy shell security and then a soft gooey center. It's getting better with zero trust architecture, but it's not, um, it's not like the best. Okay. So I, I, I will tell you this. I appreciate DHS doing this. Um, I'm curious to see what kind of findings come out. If I had to guess, here, let me put on my, my speculative hat. If I had to guess, sadly, the findings are going to be the same crap that we see all the time. Oh, like, you know, like the, the findings are going to be something along the lines of, you know, put in good detections, have sound awareness training, be sure to limit permissions to users, don't allow admins to use elevated privileges for driving around normal day-to-day -day stuff. It's going to be literally nothing groundbreaking is going to come out of this. That's my, that's my speculative guess, okay? Thanks, David Beard, for being a squad member. Like, that's my guess on this, okay? I love, I love, look, no, don't let me kneecap this thing. I love the fact that DHS and CISA really is driving this like, hey, let's look at these things. Um, let's try to le learn from lessons learned instead of being totally reactive all the time. Let's be proactive and let's try to improve it little by little. So, hey, love it, love it, love it. I just, uh, cynical Jerry here doesn't think that the findings are going to be, you know, don't worry about bringing an extra pair of socks to work that day because they will not get blown off. It's rocked by security incident that has taken out hosted Exchange services. Some of Rackspace's hosted Microsoft Exchange services have been taken down by what the company has described as a security incident. This incident has been described by the company as, quote, isolated to a portion of our hosted exchange platform, end quote, and no estimated time to restoration had been announced. Okay. Researchers accident. All right. So Rackspace, a pretty big. Um, hold on one second. Oh, that sucks. Uh, I, I'm getting a note here that Dennis, Dennis uh, felt the burn of lapsus sorry dennis uh it sounds says here that dennis's company got attacked by lapsus and uh, it resulted in uh dennis losing his job dennis i'd be curious was it was it because your business went out of business or was it because you were infosec and they were like that's how they they responded by like letting all the infosec people go um i'd be curious in chat so guys rackspace is a huge um 
uh, cloud service provider, they typically, if, if my understanding is correct, it's not like AWS where they offer platform as a service. They are literally just basically infrastructure as a service or bare metal service, right? So that you can spin up servers and stuff. It's like, it's like an outsourced data center. Now, what's interesting here is yes, they got attacked and they have a security incident, which, which took down some uh, services, especially specifically exchange. But correct me if I'm wrong, this basically means that you're hosting your exchange on-prem server in Rackspace. So it's like you have an on-prem server and you're just kind of outsourcing where your data center is, which, which, is, um, which would be a problem, guys. Exchange on-prem is, is got all... Ripley. Exchange on-prem has all sorts of problems. We see it over and over and over again. Proxy shell, not for proxy shell. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I don't know. Like, I guess, let me know in chat. I don't understand why I'm not a, like, um, I'm not a deep security IT. I mean, I'm a, I'm a security engineer, but I'm not an IT engineer in that I never deployed or maintained an exchange server. I have deployed, well, I've tuned and configured and maintained an exchange online protection. So the platform as a service uh, or software as a service email server that Office 365 offers, which is the current implementation, which I think is great because it abstracts you from all of the, all the bad stuff that has been happening to exchange lately. This is basically keeping exchange online. I don't know why businesses can't migrate off uh, exchange on-prem, whether it's in their data center or it's in uh, Rackspace's. But this isn't good, especially considering Rackspace is um, such a major player in the game. So stay tuned for that. If, you're, if your infrastructure is hosted in Rackspace, you're probably already impacted about this. And you may want to start thinking about migrating to Exchange Online Protection or the Office 365 instance. I guess the only reason... Yeah, it is, Eric Silberman. I agree. It's kind of weird to... You know, I, I don't understand why you would move your on-prem exchange up there. The, the only thing I can understand here is that you're not in a uh, Microsoft shop. Like you don't have Office 365. You don't want to commit to that ecosystem because you're like a, a a Google shop. But why wouldn't you use Google, man? I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I guess I understand what's happening here. I don't understand who the clients are that have exchange on-prem in Rackspace like, I feel like that's a pretty niche Venn diagram intersection. But anyways, sadly, if you know, if you're doing this, you already know because they've taken down Exchange. So you don't have email. The crash botnet used to launch DDoS and crypto mining campaigns. In November, security experts at Akamai described a Golang-based botnet that they had discovered hijacking PCs via SSH and weak credentials in order to launch distributed denial-of-service attacks and mine cryptocurrency. The botnet, which the researchers called KMSDBot, attacked both Windows and Linux devices and was seen targeting technology companies, gaming firms, and luxury car manufacturers. In a recent follow-up blog post, researcher Larry Cashdollar described how, in an attempt to better understand its functionality, they sent commands to the bot in a controlled environment, at which point the bot stopped sending commands. It transpired that whoever coded the bot had not put sufficient effort into building an error-checking system that would properly validate commands being sent to it. Good. All right. So no surprise here. Um, <laughs> no surprise here. Um, the, 
you know, they found this huge botnet. It's kind of unclear how big it is. You can see they're in this command here. They're using Netcat, um, starting a listening service, and then they're pushing um, some data to it, which ultimately crashed it. I'm guessing, um, I don't know if this is the exact, I don't know if this is the exact command that crashed it, but my suspicion is that the, uh, the URL here, Bitcoin.com, they didn't put the space between the 443, which is the port and the domain name, and, and that caused the crash potentially. I, I don't know. Um, oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yay, cool. All right, so that wins. Um, guys, I don't care if you're a bad guy. You got to remember this, guys. I don't care if you're a bad guy or a good guy. If you write code, you're gonna like there are errors. I, there's some there's some like standard metric that like for every thousand lines of code, there's like ten errors or something like that, or ten bugs, or or every ten thousand line, there's ten bugs or something like that. So malware is just software that does something that we don't want it to do. It's still software. And you can imagine that criminals are, Ripley, cr criminals are um, not interested in doing uh, SQA, SDLC, QA, QC, uh, CI, like, you know, they're not doing input validation checks. They don't have a team of uh, QA engineers testing it. They probably just hacked it up and uh, off it went. Now, I will say this. This is a huge botnet, okay? This is a huge botnet. It can do denial of service attacks and mine crypto. And these guys passed one line to, to uh, bring it down. Know this, guys. All of the compromised hosts are still compromised, okay? There's still a bot running on them. If they brought down the botnet, all they did was really likely bring down the main management console. All the bad guys have to do is like reboot it and it's back up and running. Like bringing it down doesn't mean that they nuked the botnet. So don't misunderstand what's going on here. All they did was disrupt it. They say it crashed it, but like a computer crashes, blue screen of death, reboot, you're back up and running. So it's kind of funny that they figured out how to uh, crash it and you could do it again unless the software developers fix the bug. But the the crypt the the botnet is still there and it can still be weaponized so don't think that that's um you know like they they they're like superman and they totally ruined it all right let's do this my dog's losing his mind over here and now a word from our sponsor plextrack the best pen testing teams trust plextrack plextrack can improve efficiency and effectiveness at every phase of your proactive assessments by centralizing the data from all your automation tools, cataloging important reusable content for easy access, and promoting communication and visibility at every phase of an assessment, Plextrack cuts reporting time in half and adds value between reports. Check out plextrack.com slash CISO series to learn why Plextrack is the premier pen test reporting and collaboration platform. That's P-L-E-X-T-R-A-C dot com slash CISO series. All right, we got a lot to get to at the mid-roll. Microsoft preview. Ooh. Guys, it's the mid-roll. Natural time to take a, a breather really quick. I want to thank all of you for being here today. I know uh, we're kind of 
We got 161 people in here, so it looks like a lot of the LinkedIn people found their way over here. Apologies, LinkedIn people. There was a problem with the credentials of my LinkedIn account uh, right before I went live, and apparently LinkedIn can't handle it. So I've authenticated, so tomorrow should be fine. But welcome to YouTube. Enjoy the emotes. Uh, thank you again to Barricade Cyber Solutions and Recon InfoSec for sponsoring the stream. If you are getting value, um, from the stream, the news stories, uh, apologies for my nuclear meltdown at the beginning on uh, whatever that first story was. I don't even remember right now, but I lost my mind for a hot minute on backups. Um, if you're getting value, entertainment, education, inspiration, any of those, take a second and hit the like button, the thumbs up button. It does go a long way. It's an easy way to say thanks, Jerry, but it does go a long way in... Um, helping other people who are cybersecurity professionals find this content. YouTube's like, oh, people like this. Here's some cyber stuff. You like cyber, check it out. All right, guys, I do want to remind everybody that today is Monday. So if you are in the know, you know dang well that you can crush your week, Cyber Pro, because I sent this email out at 6 a.m. this morning for you. Um, if you're interested in getting this, you can quick, quick takes how you can use this information, guys. For your end users, boom. For your peers, basically IT. And for your executives, I send this email out every single Monday. If you want to sign up and get it, go to simplycyber.io slash newsletter. Simplycyber.io slash newsletter. I'm telling you, this thing delivers hot value. Like, I say it every week, dude. This email, you can quickly pivot and you can deliver cyber risk reduction value to your organization before your boss even gets to work, before your cup of coffee is even cool enough to drink. I do it every single Saturday. Sign up, get the newsletter. I do it as a service. I want to also let everybody know, Advent of Cyber is going on. Try Hack Me. Got confirmation this morning. Your boys doing day 22. So giddy up on that. I will be doing day 22. I'm not going to disclose anything else about my advent of cyber day, but I am very happy and very, very pleased and very, very excited to be part of this awesome experience. A lot of amazing content creators in our cyberspace. It's a small little world. Um, and I'm really, really happy to be uh, asked to be part of that. So Definitely check out Advent of Cyber if you guys are into it and look for day 22 because I'll be I'll be doing it. Now, guys, it is Monday, which means it's Callan's art day of the week. I teased it at the mid-roll. Teased it at the mid-roll, guys. We went a little different. Normally, he draws something, but this, this weekend, we did uh, family gingerbread houses. Callan elected for the truck. Okay, there we go. Happy holidays, everybody. The pickup truck with two Christmas trees in the rear, decorated and built by my seven-year-old Callan. He delivers hot art every Monday. La. Let's get our la-las on and get back into the news. Microsoft Preview Update makes Task Manager partially unreadable. 
Microsoft says that parts of the Windows Task Manager might become unreadable for some customers after installing this month's KB5020044 preview update for Windows 11 22H2 systems. On affected devices, users might see that some user interface elements of the Task Manager are being shown using unexpected colors, making them unreadable especially for users who have activated the custom feature in the personalization colors section of settings. Microsoft is currently working on a fix to address this known issue and says it will provide an update in an upcoming release. All right. Um, this is a subtle difference uh, or a subtle issue. Um, okay, so task manager. <laughs> if you're if you're even remotely sniffing being a power user of Windows, you definitely know about task manager because I have to go into task manager like once a day and kill processes and stuff. Um, so task manager is vitally important. End users aren't typically using that, but really, who, who in this chat is really an end user? None of us. We're all we're all um, you know power users in here. So. If you do light or dark mode, and by the way, like really, who's using light mode? So obviously, if you're using dark mode, um, it's not an issue. This is only for custom stuff. Task manager is important. You might say, wh who would use custom? I will tell you for a fact, if you have trouble seeing, um, there is, you know, for ADA compliance, high contrast. Um, there are reasons to have custom looking um graphics right so don't don't think that it's just oddball or unusual and it's just as simple as changing it back to dark mode or light mode to fix this there are people who light and dark mode won't work for so this is i do feel for you this is a little bit of a challenge for some people who might be responsible for delivering it or security services for their organization and now they can't see task manager uh limited niche audience but still uh important people uh microsoft is going to fix this uh also worth noting we are beginning to see some threat actors who actually make task who like screw around with task manager when they uh, compromise your machine in order to make it more difficult for you to kill the malware processes and stuff like that. But that's unrelated to this story. Google Chrome emergency update fixes ninth zero day of the year. We need a sounder for this now. Google has released an update for Chrome for Windows, Mac, and Linux users to address a single high-severity security flaw, the ninth Chrome zero day exploited in the wild and patched since the start of the year. The zero-day vulnerability, known as CVE-2022-4262, is due to a high-severity type confusion weakness in the Chrome V8 JavaScript engine. Type confusion security flaws generally lead to browser crashes after successful exploitation by reading or writing memory out of buffer bounds, but threat actors can also exploit them for arbitrary code execution. According to Google, the new version has started rolling out to users in the stable desktop channel, and it will reach the entire user base within a matter of days or weeks. All right, guys. Like, I'm not, like, I'm kind of getting... I'm not tired, but like we almost need a sounder at this point for this. Like Google Chrome, another like you know critical vulnerability. A patch is coming out. Um, if you use Chrome in your environment, I've said this. I said this last week. I said it the week before. Like as these things roll out, um, Chrome has a huge adoption. Make sure that you're telling your end users to pat or update their Chrome um, application. If you do centralized management of you know, apps and web browsers, make sure that you update the gold load or the gold image or the base image or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it says Google has detected exploitation of the zero day. 
So that should elevate your, um, it does not say anything about edge of chromium, but I will look. Um, edge is not covered. Chromium's not covered. So um, if you're interested, I'll drop a link in chat uh, to this. But guys, update your Google Chrome, basically. Here we go. There's a link in chat that goes directly to <clears throat> the write-up. It's pretty. It's a pretty light write-up, frankly. Um, and the final thing is they say it's being exploited in the wild, but it says it, it exploitation can result in browser crash or arbitrary code execution. So I'm thinking maybe the arbitrary code execution, which is way worse, by the way, it means that they can run any command or any process on your computer, um, is probably happening less than the browser crashing, which is easier to control because guys, the they said it's a buffer overflow essentially. So like when a browser crashes, you're basically just overwriting where the uh, return pointer is, or or you're just like blasting through um, the the frame the stack. So, but arbitrary code execution, if you can nail it, if you've ever done a buffer overflow, you know what I'm talking about. If you can nail where the instruction pointer is, uh, excuse me, the um, the return pointer uh, in memory, and you can then point to a piece of memory. Um, that you control, ideally, what you just wrote into memory, right? It, it, it gets a little inception-ish there, but uh, that's where you could then start executing remote con uh, remote code, or excuse me, arbitrary code. So whatever, just patch your Chrome or move off Chrome. Although moving off Chrome isn't the end-all be-all solution, but it is an option. Encryption provider for Sony and Lexar leaked sensitive data for over a year. ENC Security, a software company based in the Netherlands, has been leaking critical business data since May 2021. ENC makes encryption software for Sony, Lexar, and SanDisk USB keys and other storage devices. The company touts military-grade data protection solutions through its popular DataVault encryption software. Unfortunately, ENC has been leaking its configuration and certificate files for more than a year, according to a research team at CyberNews. ENC has blamed the leak on a misconfiguration by a third-party supplier and fixed it immediately upon having been notified. Bruh, can you imagine, can you imagine the CEO of ENC Security when they found out that they've been leaking critical data for over a year? This is a security company that sells data encryption software or hardware their entire business is protecting data and they have had a gaping hole in the side of their boat for over a year that is nasty okay now the reason i said the ceo lost their mind is because they probably had a pretty tight ship right military grade data protection they probably had a tight ship and um <laughs> and it was a third party third party uh misconfiguration Bro, you got to kid me. This this is tough. Um, so what was in there? Well, SMTP creds, okay? Mail protocol creds. Like, how's your phishing do? Right? Look at all these. I don't know if this is actually a screenshot from what was for sale, but we're seeing mail hosts, uh, MailChimp APIs, licensing APIs, payment engine APIs. This is really bad. Ooh, 
who knows how how bad they got um well, okay, so a couple things. One, it, one they were, um, it was leaked, right? Secondly, um, it, it doesn't say that they've been compromised or anything like that. So just because you have an open weakness doesn't necessarily mean that you have been compromised. Um, so there's that, but this isn't good, right? This company, this company um, could actually have some business. Um, I don't know if they're a publicly traded company or not, but this isn't good. <laughs> Just goes to show you, for, for those out there who say third-party risk management's not important, mm-hmm. Last week in ransomware. Last week's big news was the Republic of Colombia's health system being severely disrupted by a ransomware attack on Caralti, one of the country's largest healthcare providers, directly impacting medical attention to patients. The attack was conducted by the Ransom House ransomware operation, which claims to have stolen three terabytes of data during this attack. Last week's other news includes an uptick in attacks by the rebranded Trigona ransomware operation and reports of a new data wiper named CryWiper targeting local government agencies in Russia. The FBI disclosed that the Cuba ransomware earned $60 million from over 100 victims. Sandworm launched monster ransomware attacks on Ukraine. Guilford College in North Carolina was affected. Also, ransomware in loan assistance apps appeared in Google and iOS app stores, and British water company South Staffordshire Water lost customer payment data as a result of an August attack launched by the Klopp gang. Damn. Just a reminder that we won't... All right, guys. So, you know, not a lot of big news here. We covered many of these stories last week. Today's the 5th, they say, or December 2nd week. So this is kind of a retrospective. Uh, Just, you know... Everybody's getting hit. You get hit. You get hit, right? So uh, critical infrastructure. So Staffordshire water over in the UK got hit by the Klopp ransomware a while ago. Um, uh, Caralti's hitting, you know, whoever they are. Um, Gilbert College. So high reds getting hit. Crywiper is targeting uh, local government. Now, this isn't a ransomware. This is actually a wiper virus. Uh, so, you know, and then we talked on... Thursday last week about um, Black Basta uh, starting to pick up, not to be confused with uh, Black Bite, Black Bit. Like there's Black is like a pretty, there's like a bunch of threat actor groups uh, that have Black in their name right now. And then Cuba, Cuba's coming on the scene. If you guys did not know, welcome to the party as far as like threat actor, threat actor uh, origins go. Uh, but, you know, guys, it's just ransomware in general. It does provide me an opportunity to, uh, share something with you guys. Let me get some music going here. I do, I do. So that was the week in ransomware. Really quickly, uh, that was the last news story, but, oh shoot. But th- this is an opportunity to share something with you guys because um, it's coincidental, okay? Last week I started and it's starting to get a lot more prevalent. Um, give me, Give me a second. Um, oh my gosh, hold on. I, I So I've started doing this 60-second news brief thing on LinkedIn, and uh, I think maybe on Twitter too. I, I think I started doing that. I just want to show you guys because I literally did, I did this yesterday, and I'm, I'm, I'm like experimenting with it. Hold on, look at all these things. Come on, brah. Allison Van Stone's up in here. Hold on, there's Jax's post. Here it is, look. 
I don't know if you guys saw this, but like, how do I, how do I, can I view this whole thing? Woo, rando gaming, baby. Thank you. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thank you so much for the super chat. Love it, love it, love it. So guys, look at the stream right now if you can. I just recently started doing this, CyberSec News. It's a 60-second thing. You can see this is literally the same news story that is being covered right here. Um, I, I pulled it from Bleeping Computer. I did read their terms of use, and uh, I am compliant with it. Uh, this is my personal LinkedIn account. I'm not selling anything over here. Um, if you're, thank you again for the super chat. If, if you are interested, I love feedback. This is a new thing I'm just doing because I thought I do use Mastodon, but I haven't put it there. That reminds me. Um, let me know if you guys like this. I, I was at the gas station filling up the other day and they had like the news uh, and the weather. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I could do something like that um, if people are interested in it. So let me know if you are enjoying this on LinkedIn by commenting on LinkedIn in the chat that you like it or you don't like it or any feedback because um, because it, it takes me like, it takes me like half an hour to do these things. And I, I, like, I, if no one's getting value of it, I don't want to do it. Um, I guess to put it plainly, I do it because I think it's cool and could add value. But if it's not, I could spend that 30 mi minutes doing something else. Casually Joseph, YouTube shorts. I don't want to do it on YouTube shorts because the terms of use say you can use it for personal use. But if you use it for business use, and because Simply Cyber is a YouTube channel and I do have revenue, right? So the squad memberships, I do some sponsored videos from time to time. Uh, I don't want to mess around with uh, violating the terms of use. But um, anyways, let me know. Uh, just a reminder, guys, later today at 4 p.m., I will be live streaming World of Haiku. I am, you, many of you may have seen this on LinkedIn. I am now officially the cybersecurity content manager at Haiku. So I'll be streaming uh, every Monday now, not just every other Monday. Uh, so it'll still be the same format. We'll be listening to good music. We'll be hanging out. I'll be wearing that black polo with the Haiku logo on it. And Jenny Housley will be helping me. <laughs> uh, Jenny, Jenny always uh, bails me out. Uh, but we'll, we'll have a good time. So if you're interested in hanging out, learning Linux, pen testing, having a good time, seeing the new functionality that's come out since our last stream, come join. Uh, yes, Justin Loken, I'll still be playing World, uh, Threat Gen Red versus Blue. I'm still, I'm still associated with Threat Gen. Uh, this Wednesday, actually, I'll be playing Threat Gen Red versus Blue on stream, as you can see right here. Oh, I haven't paired it yet. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, this Thursday, uh, I mean, this Wednesday at 1130, we will be doing Threat Gen Red versus Blue. Uh, thanks, Matthew Hibbert. I appreciate that. Guys, if you were here just for the news, thank you so much. Um, genuinely appreciate it. If you're interested in spending a few minutes and hanging out, let's do that. But uh, I do want to keep it up to the 45 minutes uh, and thank all of you for being here. Have a great day. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Let's crush the week y'all okay let's go strong we'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m 8 a.m i will tell you that i will be a few minutes late tomorrow i will be a few minutes late tomorrow but we are doing 8 a.m it's the last day um i have a little thing for the citadel uh tomorrow morning but for the most part it's going to be 8 a.m going forward now let's do some jaw jacking and hanging out hey carrie let's jaw jack yeah hey dennis
Love the Friday show. Jeremy Williams says, yeah, guys, that's a good that's a good uh, thing to talk about during this this opportunity here. Last Friday, we did like uh, Simply Cyber Office Hours. We did Simply Cyber Office Hours. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was like a cool hangout. Uh, we had uh, several guest hosts. We had BSEC, Jack Scott, Eric Taylor, myself. Um, this is going to be a recurring show. We worked through, Base Case was behind the glass. We had, um, we worked through some kinks. We had guests come on, Professor Black Ops, Jeremy Williams, tried to get Carrie in there. Haircut Fish was on there. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to lean into it. We're going to make it a great show. I'm thinking once a month, Friday. We haven't named it yet, but stay tuned. There's Haircut Fish. Um, stay tuned. We will be making this um, a recurring thing. We just need to get, you know, kind of sorted out a little bit. Yep. Base case did kill it behind the glass. I heard a joke that reminded of your soundboard. Knock, knock. Who's there? Woo, 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 woo. That's the sound of the police. Yes. I found out why I had a hard time at office hours. Parsing XML error. Oh, yep. That'll happen. Liam. Thanks so much, Steve. Nahamasek. Yeah, that would be good. We could, we could ask him to come on. Guys, oh, hey, just so you all know, this Thursday, the live stream, Kimberly, I don't have a placard for this yet, but this Thursday, uh, my guest on Simply Cyber Live is going to be Brandon Poole. Brandon Poole, you guys remember, is like a, a very seasoned detection engineer, blue team operator. He runs his own blue, um, like he runs his own company now, and he's coming on Thursday. The original, so the title of the show is You're Doing Vulnerability Management Wrong. What he wanted to call the show was Your Vulnerability Management Program Sucks. And I told him that was too racy for Simply Cyber. Um, you know, so we, we agreed on your vulnerability management pro You're doing vulnerability management wrong. But anyways, Brandon Poole is going to be coming, dropping hot takes. He is a South Carolina local, so we've got that love. He's going to drop it like it's hot, okay? Suck, 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 suck. That's right. Uh, Chief Wiggum's up in here. I love it. Uh, so yeah, we got a lot going on. We got the advent of cyber. Um, I've got the new work with uh, Haiku. We got the stream later today with Haiku. We have the stream Wednesday for Threat Gen Red versus Blue. We have the stream Thursday with Brandon Poole. We've got the dailies every morning and the advent of cyber coming up on the 22nd. So we got a lot going on. David Beard's 59 and found passion for cyber. Your channel has now become part of my day. Well, thank you, David Beard. It's great to have you here. I'm Koalas VM certified, getting my PCI, PCI DSS. Oh, that's great. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, D David, I would say, like, you're, you're, you're doing the right technical stuff. Really lean into networking. Um, you're going to find networking is going to unlock a lot of opportunity and, and help you find things and opportunities that you didn't think, uh, like, you just couldn't find normally. Um, thanks, Kimberly. Yeah, keep following us. Get in here. You'll be all right. A vacuum emote. Yeah, I owe you guys a, a new emote. I tried to look into it yesterday. It told me I needed five more members. And then I tried to set up a, a, mode, a new emote last week and it didn't let me. So which of the elves is your favorite on uh, Try Hack Me Cyber Abbott? I'm not sure right now. McSkitty. <laughs> love the threat brief. Thanks, Matt McDaniel. Appreciate it. I'd love a video for helping high school students get into cyber. My students would love to hear from you on that. Oh, Moshi, that's a great, great idea. Guys, I'm doing the um, just another thing. I've got a couple sponsored videos coming out like this week or next week um, 
that, uh, you know, again, thoughts and opinions are my own on the sponsored videos, but uh, a couple sponsored videos and a couple, um, a couple sponsored videos and a couple, um, like roll to cybersecurity. So guys, just so you know, I've got stay at home mom or stay at home parent. She is a mom, but stay at home parent, retail, um, rabbi, mechanic. I'm, I got to do the interview for pharmacist. Um, I've got a couple other ones planned. Guys, it's going to be really, really cool. Stay tuned to it, okay? And I'll add high school student to cyber. I think I think I could do that one. High school to cyber. I'll add it to the list. I also have a poll going on. Oh, paramedic to cyber. That's right, Jeremy. That's coming uh, this week as well. Um, I've got a poll going on LinkedIn uh, for what the next one should be. So I'll take that into account in consideration as well. Um, there you go. See, David Beard, Alana's Alana, right there. This is what I'm talking about with networking. Alana's crushing it. Guys, love it, love it, love it. Um, Chinadu, love it. Great. Dental assistant to cyber. My man, Nick Barker, Left Coast Love. Yeah, Carrie, you're going to love it. The, guys, like all of the people I've been interviewing are great, great people. The, the retail to cyber... Um, is really special. Uh, Mia, the woman I interviewed, uh, really crazy, like not crazy story, but like just really interesting. Um, you're going to see there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, similarities in people's stories. And then there's uniquenesses to each person's story. So it's pretty cool. All right, guys, that's going to do it. I've got to start uh, helping Haiku move forward and, and crush it. Because, you know, hey, it's Crush It Cyber Pro. I'm a Cyber Pro, too. I've got to go off and, and help Haiku right now uh, achieve their mission and crush it. So I'm going to boogie out of here. Stay tuned tomorrow, y'all. Um, like I said, a, a few minutes late tomorrow, like 8, like 8, 10, 8, 15, okay? But be good. Thank you all so very much. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you later at 4 p.m. for World of Haiku Let's Play. Cheers, everybody.